All right, welcome back, everybody. Kevin Broughton and Levi Novacek here, Peace Grenades, World Headquarters, Roseau, Minnesota, Studio C tonight. It's January 27th. What, Wednesday, Levi? Uh, yeah. yeah, Wednesday. We're late. Levi was dragging his feet Monday, dragging his feet Tuesday, getting business done. I've been busy. He's been busy. Like we said on episode one, Levi's got lots of irons in the fire, lots of stuff going on. But we're going to switch it up tonight. We're going to... Uh, We've got uh, Master of Education on the line. We want to chat with her a little bit about what's going on, how education and how students have uh, handled this COVID and how the teachers are handling it and get some of her thoughts. So we've got Aaron Drown here. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. We're doing awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good. Aaron, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, where you teach? from Roseau and I've been teaching now in Crookston for eight years I've taught first grade all eight years that I've been here and I've taught nine years overall I taught in Roseau for a little bit subbed and um, did a little bit with English language learners before I left and I have a bachelor's in elementary ed from Bemidji State and I have a master's in reading education from the University of North Dakota. Nice. Go Beavers. Yeah. Go Beavers, go Beavers or go exactly. or go Suhawks or whatever. Well, both. Both, both. <laughs> the Suhawks and the Beavers. Both are the right colors. So. She's got she's probably got all three tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. So Aaron, what 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 age students do you teach? I teach first graders, so they are six and seven. Oh my gosh. Let me just ask you this right off the bat. How are first graders handling school from home? Or are you guys are you guys one hundred percent from home in Crookston? Are you a hybrid system or what do you got going on? So we are um, my kids are all the way back in person. We've been in person the whole time, except we took um, two weeks off to do a little reset is what we called it, just to kind of get some of our staff back and come of some of our students back. So we've only had two weeks distance, but you have the option if you want to be distance. So I have one right now. I used to have two, but now I have one that is a distance learner. But otherwise, I have 18 in the classroom. And our high school has been hybrid the whole time. But now our school district just decided last night, actually, that um, the high school will be coming back next week. Full so, time. Yeah, full-time. So they're going to kind of phase them back. They're going to do 7 through 9 back for two weeks, and then they're going to bring in the senior high after that. So our numbers are low enough that we feel, and the governor has kind of rolled out his new plan for reopening, so hopefully it all goes smoothly and numbers stay low. So your numbers for COVID, not necessarily like your student numbers, right? Is there a difference between – is it up to the school districts? To make up their own rules or the, the, so the state we, or what? When we came back for this school year after everybody being distant, so last school year we ended March, we went distance and we stayed distance for the rest of the year. Um, and then when we came back, the governor rolled out a um, safe learning plan is what it's called. And it's a guideline for districts kind of based on your numbers in your county for which model you should be in. And there's several different models as to where you should be. So our high school has always been in the hybrid model. Our elementary has been in model two until we had to go up can, to the distance learning for that little bit. Aaron, can you explain model two? 
So model two for us is um, everybody, you know, social distancing as much as you possibly can. They social distance in the hallway. They social distance in the classroom. Um, All my desks are at least three feet apart, um, six feet apart where we can. It doesn't always happen. Masks, of course, you know, we have the mask mandate in Minnesota. So um, everybody's wearing their mask. And then we do certain activities have to be in the classroom. So when we came back from Christmas, they're eating lunch in our classroom. They're eating breakfast in our classroom. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, and they have everything. We have our computer class in the classroom. That's been all year because obviously nope. they can't go and share computers. So they're on their own individual iPads for that. Is that what you guys are doing, Reese? Is eating? Levi's got his Levi's got his daughter in here for a little bit. Oh. Reese is here right now, so she's in school in Rozo. She's twelve. I, um, I think they're in the same hybrid. System. You can talk in here, Reese. Get over here. Yeah, you can put your face up to the mic. Swing okay, she's a little. She's a little, a little shy. So, what are you guys in? Um, are you guys you guys eat lunch in the classroom? No, in the lunchroom, but we have to be spaced out. Okay, okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. So, Aaron, what's your what's your what's your <laughs> thanks, opinion? Reese? Thanks for that input. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Aaron, what's what's your thoughts? I've watched my son. They do a distance learning on Fridays. Yep. Um, the teacher, um, it's Mrs. Hulst. Yep. She's awesome. Uh, <laughs> she is so awesome. Okay. All right? my, yeah. my niece is in that class. Yeah, so that's Cash. That's my son. So he, uh, there's kids like not paying attention and she's just happy and friendly and positive that has got to be a challenge am i am i (laughs) we're not wrong in saying that no that's um but that's what we do i mean covid has definitely changed everybody's lives and everybody's profession in some way or another and i mean teaching has been completely flipped upside down but i think you're going to see that especially at that level um you're going to see just you know, you kind of turn it on and you go with it, and you just try to make the best of every single <laughs> like situation. A kid his nose. Oh, there's like 20 kids on the screen, and and yes, and, dude. And yeah. One, yeah, they're looking all over the place, and it's got to be for it's got to be kind of funny, and the teacher's got to kind of be angry at the same time as like laughing sometimes, and just. It's, um, Teachers could be very good actors and actresses, for sure. Do the kids have to raise their hand on the screen to go to the bathroom? Or do they just leave? Do they just walk away? (laughs) You know, I I wonder. (laughs) That cracked me up when we were doing our distance learning. I had so many kids ask me, can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you're at your own house. (laughs) Oh, you you have had them ask that? Oh, yeah. I'm sure if they're sitting there, they don't know if they can oh, just yeah. walk away, right? Yeah, you know? yeah no, they, they have asked for sure. Well, that's that's nice of them to ask. So the state put out kind of guidelines, and, and then the school districts got to kind of pick what they wanted to do and yeah. and implement that themselves, to, probably depending on COVID numbers in each area or town, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, how many – so last spring you said – you finished uh the last what two months out of school um kind of the middle of march we went distant so yeah the end of march all of april and all of may so, so about two and a half months you had to go online with all your students then yep yep <laughs> how how old are your students are they like 10 no dude they're no. first graders i don't they're know what first- 
I don't have they're, children in school. What's first grader? They turned seven in first grade. Oh, so my gosh. By that time, a lot of them were seven. Seven <laughs> years old. Ten. No, they're not ten. I, okay, so I'm bad at that. I've got I've got my one son, and he's six months old. I got that down. I can tell a six month old, but I'm really bad. Like Reese, are you twenty two? <laughs> Dude, I can oh, come no, here. No, she's angry. not twenty two. She's I got can, a little mustache, but she's not that old. Oh no, she don't. I can <laughs> I can literally come here angry. Yeah, and I'm already in a good mood. Well, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Dude. I'm here. I'm. I'm I'm also your therapist, you know. So. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> so, Aaron, I got a question for you, but kind of, kind of, something that I've thought about quite a, quite often is, do you see, you know, with your education and your background and, and what you know? I mean, she has a master of yeah, education. Do you do you see kind of a national downfall to the like a ripple effect to the effect in education this has had? I mean that that. That's a question that I had um, written down a little bit true, uh, written down a little bit true. <laughs> also, you know, is it a real issue that kids are going to be behind, like, big time from missing a little bit of school? You know, back in the day, there was farm kids, you know, they had to help with the fa- harvest and, in rural towns. And, you know, when, even when I was growing up and in school, we had multiple kids that worked on the farm and, you know, the cows would get out and they'd miss like two days refencing and I mean, I think there's always been kids that miss days, but this, obviously, this is way more. And I think that some kids just straight opted out of school. Is that an option, too? Distance. No? Yes. No, it's not an option. Um, But there's definitely the ones that choose distance learning and then maybe don't attend distance learning. Yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely noticing that. Yeah. I think you can look at it both ways. Like you can look at it kind of like what you said, are they having experiences? You know, they're getting to be home. They're getting to be with their families um, during this distance period. You know, you can pick up on all of those things that, you know, the world kind of find the silver linings. Right. But from my perspective, and I chatted with an upper elementary teacher today too. And, Um, we're definitely noticing growth in our test scores. Like everybody for me has made progress as far as testing goes. So I, and there's definitely progress, but I am worried about sending a first grader onto second grade without having those foundational math skills, those foundational reading skills where the upper grades, they have all that already. So to move on to another grade, not being able to read fluently, or not knowing your basic number sense, I think is going to compound as they go through the grades because they're always going to be behind. Yeah, so it really varies on what each kid is learning, what stage, you know, they're, totally. they're, that, they're mean, at. That's my opinion just from a primary level, Yeah. but that's what I see. I mean, I'm a perfect example. I played, I, we didn't have to miss a lot of school um, because of, illnesses or or pandemics or anything but i played sports i played three sports i missed a lot of school i struggled with math and my mom always thought that it was because i missed those days and i must have missed one i must have missed the day that they taught that trick to everybody (laughs) type of thing you know man she sent me to sylvan learning center and what are a couple of those other things you know yeah hooked on font no i didn't do hooked on phonics but yeah i mean i missed 
Sylvan Learning Center. I don't know if there's a, if they're even around anymore. Dude, she drove me six hours to Minneapolis. They did oh, like a bunch okay. of tests on me and told my mom that I had ADD. No kidding? <laughs> yeah. Really? I think so. I think so. It was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, she couldn't figure it out. I was so bad at math, and I, I mean, I, I would tell people that I didn't care, but she would assume. She always assumed that I just missed. You know, I I missed too many too many building blocks right. throughout right. the years. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I think we're gonna see is last year's kindergartners, first graders, second graders as they keep going are we making sure that they have we were just having a discussion at work the other day about you know what is going to be our scale for retention which kids should we retain or shouldn't we is that not the right thing to do either but if they don't have those foundations it's it gets i don't know it gets gray oh man how many kids is that what they call it these days got retained we used to say held back and but is that is that yeah, not kosher anymore <laughs> is that is that too derogatory? Too derogatory. <laughs> I just I, I ran into somebody last week and I said you're sh- they're the same age as you. I said to somebody and they go no same age but two grades younger. <laughs> got I don't held, I don't think you know got <laughs> held back twice. I don't think getting held back is a bad thing either. No, not necessarily. I, I got mean, held back. Yeah, people. Well, then you yeah. better not think it's no, a bad I, thing. No, no. <laughs> One class I did in high school where I was in uh, in English, and I just didn't care, and I didn't put the effort forth, and the teacher teacher said, "Hey, too bad." Yeah, he said, "You got to put up with me again another year," and I did. So I did ninth and tenth grade English. <laughs> Ninth and tenth grade English in one year. Way I to go, Levi! Dominated. I mean that, grade. and that'll kind of that'll kind of dominate it. Uh, I mean, and scale down to the younger kids, like you said, that'll be the same thing. I mean, they'll they'll have struggled and and maybe not even be held back, but the teachers at the next grade will have to pick up a little slack. Right. You know, everybody's going to have to work a little harder in the next couple of years to possibly pull hey. these kids back or help <laughs> help with the few skills that they missed out on it. Okay. The research shows that you should retain in like kindergarten or first grade. Well, maybe we're going to see that kind of waver a little bit in the next little bit because, I mean, there's definitely learning loss in all the grades. So, yeah. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. But, so, but the kids that want to dig in hard are probably doing all right, I would guess, if, you know. Is that is that true? I mean, I I imagine students I, that want to learn. I, I guess you're with first graders, but I, I'd have to assume that that some are some are doing just fine. Yeah, that I mean that attitude isn't just a high school mentality. It definitely trickles all the way down. I was just um, tonight at work. I was writing up. I'm getting observed by my principal tomorrow, so I was just writing up some Uh-oh. paperwork that we have to do for him and. Um, my classroom right now I have as far as reading goes I have 10 that are below grade level three that are right on and six are that are above Mm. so you definitely have those harder workers and those ones that I mean I teach in an area where they maybe have a little bit more of a foundation at home to help with that so that's another thing with this uh, you know with school this year and uh, kids being home I don't know I mean (laughs) I don't know how many kids, you know, don't have internet access or, you know, that might leave them behind if they're in high school, middle school or high school. I've, I've heard that, that, you is know, there kids that, 
Is there cases where kids do not have internet access? Oh. Yeah, we ran into that quite a bit in the spring. So then over the summer, we kind of problem solved to figure out how we could fix that when we ended up having to go back to it this year. So the district bought a bunch of hotspots and okay. gave to the families that needed them. Um, I'm not sure what Rozo did if they ran into that issue as well, but um, every kid in our district was given it if they did not have it. I don't think that that's so. too much really to ask for from, I don't know if it has to come straight out of budgets and maybe they get a, a federal tax benefit or something or they can file some paperwork but i mean a hot spot every right. every kid this day in, i mean 2021 right should have access to a hot spot reese how many hours you on your phone a day <laughs> huh <laughs> seven on weekends your screen time seven. how many um, hours a day let me see that thing let's see your three, screen stuff three on weekdays so you but she won't she says an hour and 27 minutes but she won't show me <laughs> today today that's a good day that's a good day i'll say my oh, hour hey, and 49 my screen time dropped i, I couldn't say i i had a buddy turn my screen time on on my phone about two months ago and i think i was like three hours a day almost yeah but that's and total screen time, facebook dude. i've been on facebook and I, I literally don't even go on my phone hardly that's you anymore. doing research too though yeah so yeah, yeah. some of it's educational absolutely but Absolutely. You know, some of it is not. <laughs> I got a question for Aaron. Okay, what do you got, Levi? Fire one at her. Okay, so you you said you've got a master's degree in teaching. Just that means it. That's another. Is that another tech? Typically, another four years after you get your your first degree, your four year degree, or is it two years usually? I did it in two, um, but I did like uh, spring, fall, summer, so. It was six semesters for me. Was it a continued education from from while you were working? Yes, I did it while I was working. That's commendable. It, um, <laughs> I often, I just said this, I think it was to my grandma a couple of weeks ago. I said, how in the world did I, because I was living in Grand Forks at the time, so I was commuting to Kirkston, which isn't far, but I did that. I had a brand new puppy. And I was going to master, going to get my master's and teaching full time. I have no idea how I did it. No idea. <laughs> That's commendable. Absolutely, that is impressive. But it's done, and I have the paper to prove it. So Are you done with school now? Are you going for double masters? I think eventually I'd like to get my doctorate. My end goal is to be a professor. So is that what it's called? And it's not a double masters; it's a doctorate. <laughs> I mean, you could get another masters play. in something else. But okay, a hat trick masters or what? <laughs> yeah, we're not. That, that could be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the from these boys here, we don't. We are obviously not totally educated, yeah. <laughs> but working on it all the time. Working all on it all the time. Day. So let me tell you this: Have you had how, how has there been conversations at your school between faculty and staff about you know kids being left at home? I mean, it's something you don't really think about, but like the social situations that children are in, and and definitely being able to get to public school and get like in Rosa, you can get breakfast and lunch, um, and a lot of kids need that. Like they don't, you know, they don't have a very good home life, literally. So for sure. I mean, is that who's, is there anybody checking on those kids or, you know, looking yep. out for them or? 
Yep. So we um, we do the same thing. We have breakfast and lunch, and like when we did go distance for a while, you could come and pick up lunch every day, and then you got breakfast for the next day. So they definitely they got two meals a day um, from us, and then our social workers are amazing to just kind of check up with those families that they need to. Yep. And make sure that everything is um being met there and then if we do go for a long weekend we have what's called a backpack program so our social workers will come around on a long weekend and fill kids backpack with enough food to last them over the long weekend it's excellent so yeah they're um the the need is definitely there and but it's taking people stepping up yep we have a lot of um donations we have some farmers around here that like to be called the anonymous farmers and they donate very 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 well to our school and take care of those kiddos so farmers save america so uh, <laughs> Levi. <laughs> so i'm just gonna say this uh, uh i'm kind of yelling because i i want to make sure you can hear me but um i just kind of want to say this is you know everybody says you know with this whole pandemic thing i know it's potentially dangerous and i just kind of want to say you know that the teachers are kind of the unsung faces behind, I guess, the morale of the children during this deal. So with that being said, the teachers kind of set the tone and they also donate a lot of their time and energy into this, you know, into what happened here, what, whatever this is, this pandemic or, or whatever, you know, and it's, 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 they're kind of like the it's heroes. It's a pandemic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're kind of like the heroes that don't get yeah. recognition. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a thankless. It's a thank. Being a teacher is a thankless job because they're not. They're not. Right? They're not nurses. They're not doctors. They're not like, you know. But but at the same time, they're taking care of our children in a sense, right? I think teachers are recognized, but just not. I mean, I mean mentally, not probably financially. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know, we should. Maybe, like maybe this firefighters. is maybe this is gonna yeah I mean they're like teachers seem like volunteer firefighters like yeah I mean I mean a master's in many other fields makes you a hundred thousand more dollars than it does oh, as it, easily or yeah easily. than it does as a teacher right as an educator yes uh, Levi I appreciate what you said I I mean that's nice to hear but we I mean you don't go into teaching for the money obviously yeah because you're not making a ton but um i think it's interesting what you said with being the unsung heroes and kind of keeping everybody going and just having everything i know like i said before there's a lot of professions that have been completely flipped upside down but to have i mean just like every aspect of your job changed it has. i think it's yeah. taken a toll on a lot of teachers and i know i've joked with um, I've joked with my dad, I've joked with um, just different people and said, you know, it'd be a lot easier to just go and be a Walmart greeter or to just go bag groceries at the grocery store. Absolutely. But, um, and so I think we're going to see, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I think we're going to see a lot of teachers probably quit the profession after this year. <laughs> and, I hope not. Um, I, I hope not too. I saw one statistic that said like if you know one in five is thinking about quitting, which would end up being three point seven million teachers. Wow! And like, what what would we do? Because people aren't going into teaching like they used to either. Pay more. No. 
it's gonna have to pay more it's got i mean maybe this is gonna be the reckoning time where people are finally really gonna understand the value of their public educator public school teachers it's not just public either it's it's across the board. I mean, are private and public schools treated the same? Are private schools under the same well, guidelines and restrictions? Do they have, you know? So I know that they're exempt from, like, the governor's guidelines because they're not state-funded. Okay, so. But they still have to do the mask mandate and everything. We have two um, parochial schools here, and I, as far as I know, they're doing. What does that mean um, to a layman? They're religious schools. Okay, gotcha. We have one Catholic and one Lutheran, and they're, um, I mean, they're doing masks and everything as far as, like, the social distancing and the breakfast, lunch yeah. in the classroom. I don't know if they're following all of that, but I know that they are exempt okay. from his guidelines just because they don't get funded from the state. So, hmm. I wonder if there's kids that transferred, you know, who wanted, right? you know? Yep. Got out of public and parents you finally. You got to pay to go to that school. Right? Yeah, you got to pay. So their parents went. You know what? You're not missing a year. We'll cough it up. Maybe you'll go back next year to public school or something. But so I got a I got another question. Yeah, you're welcome to ask uh, them. So Aaron, <laughs> I I've got um, so I I work in the oil and gas business and yep. over the course of almost the last twenty years and thing a lot of things have changed before the pandemic. Uh, regarding like PPE and rules and regulations while at work, a, a lot of it used to be just kind of, kind of whatever, just a typical construction world, and it's changed a lot. It's gotten more strict. Yeah, it's gotten more strict, and we weren't very. Uh, it's hard to change and bend to those rules, <laughs> especially with sh- the with the mindset in your industry. Yeah, there was there was a time when nobody even wore hard hat hats out there. That was, and I couldn't believe right. when I heard that. Well, anyways, it's got to be a lot to adapt to, in a, in about. Was it a month's time, you know, when it happened or whatever? So mm-hmm. I guess my question is, is do you think that's, I guess, how, is the teacher's morale, I suppose it differs on the, on the person, but I mean, is the morale hanging in there overall, or is it, like you said, it, I mean, it's you like said, said one in five might be toast, you know? But would paying them more even do anything, though? It has to, right? Say that last part again. Would paying him more to actually do anything, he said? I mean, um, it, it has I to, think right? there's so much burnout that, I mean, That's morale terrible. is definitely not People are just over great. it. We're, I mean, and especially like for us with having the option to do distance learning. So like I've, I've taught both models all year long so far. You know, I've had, I started out with two online, so I'm making sure that I'm logging on with them when I'm teaching certain parts of my day and I'm checking their work after school that they've sent me. And, um, so you're doing both. And that, and that's a simple version with only two. Right. You know? Yeah. And I know one of our classrooms, um, one of our first grade classrooms this year, she started out with like half and half, Mm. half in person and half online. And that was, I mean, that's, that's huge to, and then trying to figure out how do you, especially at our level with, you know, they can't touch the things that they used to be able to touch. You know, you have all these math manipulatives that they would be able to better understand number sense with, and they can't touch any of that stuff. So you're putting it up on your whiteboard and hoping that they're grasping it the same way yeah. when the research shows that the best way for them to learn is to be touching it and 
and then it's you know like books we can't share books we can't share well um I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of things that you can't. Like, if you walked into my classroom right now, all my desks are six feet apart. Everything else in our room is pushed up against all the walls. Um, they can't play with anything, like uh, like my Legos, my um, kinetic stuff, like all the. Every all the kid just... gets the same three Legos all year. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you I put them in your desk and you teacher, only touch those three. I would have done that, but I didn't. I have not separated my Legos for them. But no, just the things that they can't physically yeah. manipulate to help that learning at this level. I mean, it's a lot. That's damaging. Kids learn in all different ways. And yeah, especially yep. at that level, yep. to be hands-on is, right. is huge. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Been a year. And so, yeah, I mean, it, I've heard that from teachers. I've heard that, well, now from you, that, you know, teachers one in five potentially is you know possibly looking at hanging it up and i mean this pandemic's been kind of crazy Healthcare workers i've heard of that you know labs at the hospitals people just going this is crazy i'm retiring because i'm done like this has been the worst year of ever you know and yep. yeah so they're just they've all had enough and they're just hanging it up i mean i i have jokingly said that i'll go be a walmart greeter but i'm i'm kind of only half joking yeah it's, no exactly i it's mean it's a lot Levi, how many times do you got to tell God, you to turn your sorry, phone man. off? Huh? <laughs> Reese. <laughs> Amateur hour here. Probably, probably 8 o'clock. Yeah. I'm dealing with my daughter here. <laughs> dealing with my daughter here. Well, mom's coming to pick her up in a little bit, so we're trying to figure that out. And we're but... trying to keep it clean, too. Oh, yeah. Keep it clean. This is the oh, educational okay. podcast tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not even so, mo shut up. so moving forward, <laughs> so moving forward now, Aaron. I, at least, are I we mean, start, we're, we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. And you, are you staying motivated? I think we, like, if everything keeps staying the way it is, like if we can stay in person for the rest of the year, I feel good about it. I feel like okay, maybe we can gain some momentum and get going. Um, one thing that our district is doing now with and the state too. So the governor rolled out a new plan. I think it was Monday or Tuesday as far as vaccinations go. Um, so there's, I think there's six different sites set up around the state for childcare workers and educators to go get the vaccine. So we are told every Monday from the state how many from our district can go to the site to get vaccinated. So kind of, and then our district decided to focus on, of course, the people that had severe health risks first and then every, anybody over 65 after that and then after that they went to our K through 3 educators because even if we do go distance again we're hoping that we can keep our primary kids in person because the research shows that that's what's best for them so um, next week or actually this weekend we're in our second round of vaccinations for our district and three of our four first grade teachers will be vaccinated two of our second grade teachers and one of our third grade teachers so hopefully that will kind of boost a little bit too and kind of stabilize like it a little bit yeah, yeah and just feel like you're I mean, it, I mean it's scary for us too is it too optimistic to think that school will be back to normal by September we hope so um <laughs> 
I don't know. It, I think it'll be a new normal. I don't think it'll be. Yeah, I guess everybody's getting used to a new normal right now. Right. So is the vaccination so, still optional? Not for a it teacher, I suppose. Right. No, it is so optional for us. Okay. Um, we could. Um, our district didn't require it. Um, because then I think you're getting into a whole. And our superintendent mm-hmm. said this too. He said, you know, if we reco- require it, it's a whole different. You're getting into a political realm. You're getting into a religious realm, and you just can't really. Every argument that somebody could right. have against getting forced into it. Right. Yeah, right. you're even getting into probably something if you guys are union or I don't know if you are or not, but you're yep. even getting into civil liberties and union type of deal. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Levi exactly. and his unions. <laughs> yep. God. Yep. No, our our union would have probably come in guns blazing if they would have said we had to for sure. But but it's a good thing that you have the option to do it though. I, I mean, I think that the teachers that are doing it, are, I mean, like you said, they're they're they weren't in it for the money in the first place. They would probably prefer to get back in the class with their kids if they can and help, you know are willing I to mean, do it. You go in like for me right now. I've really had to this year. I've really had to kind of overcome. I'm. I'm extremely type A and I'm a perfectionist. So to overcome knowing that my kids aren't making the growth that I know they're capable of, like I said, this is my eighth year in first grade. I've never had a group struggle this much. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm failing. So if I can get a vaccination or do something that'll help keep us going and hopefully, like I said, get us some momentum, I'm willing to do it. So, yeah, I was questioning, you know, I'm kind of a skeptic sometimes. I don't know always about vaccinations, but I ran into another teacher today, just at Ace Hardware, an old man, and he was a smart teacher, uh, Mr. Miller from, from Rosa here, but yeah, he was, you know, he, um, gosh, astrophysicist, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, he... He was talking about, you know, I think he was talking about the uh, vaccination, and I think he convinced me, you know, possibly that, you know, I mean, it's not, (laughs) you never know what's going to happen, I guess, with a vaccination in 15 years or something, but they've they've developed it, obviously, as best as the smartest people in our, really, (laughs) in our world can do it. So, I mean, you got, I guess you got to put some faith in them, too. And I'm not a big fan of it. I know you're not. I, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, too. But, you know, in these scenarios where it gets kids back to school and, you know, like, I'd be like, I'm not a fan of it for myself, but every teacher should and take it. You know? I, I went back and forth. Like, I was instantly like, nope, I'm not doing it. I have some personal reasons that I don't care to get it for. And it just seems so rushed. And then the more research I did and the more people that I talked to in the health field that I trust and I know they have done their research. I'm like, Nope, this is, this is the right thing for me, yeah. for my family. Um, it just makes the most sense. So I, I'm scared but, of it. You're scared of it. You've been reading too many. No, blogs. I don't read about it. But I'll, I'll, let me just give you a quick reason why I'm scared of it. Yeah. Cause when I was in the Marine Corps, we took a drug for malaria and everybody was taken mainstream for malaria when I was overseas, doc. Yeah, but that's the military, and they're Our testing medic. stuff on everybody. It, it had been around since since the 80s. It was called mefloquin. Okay. And it was this dream drug against malaria, and it was 100% acceptable, I'll say. FDA approved. Guess what? Five years after I got out, they banned it. You know these 22 vets a, a, year, a day that are killing themselves? 
they're thinking it's le- linked to that because it gets in your spine and it lasts years. Huh. And it causes anxiety, tremors, uh, sleeplessness. That's why I am scared of any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't give the top drug to the military. They probably gave you like some sketchy thing that that company gave the cheapest bid and they've been using it since the 80s. They should have developed it a little more by the time you were in. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But I mean, you can't see me laughing right now. She here, can't see you. Be here. <laughs> I sit here and giggle when he talks to me because because he's Right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I think it, that's it, happened. I've, I've talked to make some good points there. I've talked to people in the military. There's even a couple up he, up here, in Northern Minnesota that I did work at their house as a, as a contractor. And I, you know, I don't know what you believe or don't, but listening to their stories, him, his and her stories, you know, they were, both these people were, you know, taken advantage of at a army base, probably in the sixties or seventies. And I think they were like testing Agent Orange on, yeah, I'm sure. on them or something, so you know. And, put it. and so th- now it's been a battle for these folks for uh, 30 years, you know, so <laughs> lawyers to try get. I think where a person's got to put it is risk versus reward. Yeah. Right. Yep. So yep. that's where you've got to put it. And I am not an at-risk person, and I don't have a profession that makes me a risk to, right. to tra- uh, what is it called, transmission. Yeah. Yep. So... Yep. I, I, I don't judge anybody that does it. Um, I think if I was at risk, if I had diabetes or uh, like, you know, maybe a cancer or something. Case by case. Yeah, I would take, I would do it. Yep. Yeah. You know, so but I'm not you against feel you're it. a healthy immune. And you know what? If I, something happens to me, I have to deal with that myself. So does Reese. Statistically speaking, she's safe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So do your kids, and so, but, but also so do the healthcare workers, and we talked about that, you know, on much earlier episodes, you know, and Levi wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna wear his mask and this and that, and he said he'd die if he had to die, but it's like, no, well, you're not gonna because the healthcare workers are gonna, are gonna take care of you, and, um, you know, just by being, just by being stubborn, you're not gonna get anywhere with that. I've been running a mask. You've been running a mask a little bit. Yeah. Levi's been wearing a mask. Just, a, just just here and there. Do we got any fireworks or something? I was going to say, this is big business. Wow. I'll also say this. Levi did tell me, I, since I got Reese sitting here, she's kind of eyeballing us from the corner. I want to know, he was stubborn, and he did tell me early in the year that he told his daughter that she wasn't going to go to school if she had to wear a mask. Reese, do you remember? Do you, do you, I remember it. What did you tell him? He said she's going to suffocate. Reese said, I don't care. I'm going to school. And off to school, she marched. <laughs> I love it. Way yeah. to go, Reese. Heck, now she's running four masks. <laughs> <laughs> she's got one in every pocket. That's good. But, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I think everybody struggled this year. Educators have to be one of the biggest fields. Um, I think it's... I think it's the most stressed, to be honest with you. Probably. Like we spoke said earlier, your son and, and Aaron's niece are both in Miss Hulst's class. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Miss Hulst is, what, a second grade teacher? Yeah. Shout she, out. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, Mrs. Bless, Hulst. And also. Thank you, Miss Hulst, for dealing with my niece. <laughs> 
dealing with everything, but dealing I happen with everything, but especially her. <laughs> okay, you need some. Yeah, she she's a gem. Um, she, she's a gem. We'll, we'll leave it at that. She's a gem, but I also know that Miss Miss Mrs. Halls has three children at home that she had to try educate. Yep. And, you know, how how does that work for parents? Like, being a teacher with children who, so, I don't even, I can't even hardly wrap my head around that. Like I a, would just be like, no, I guess my kids aren't going to school or I'm not helping you with anything. You it can sounds figure like a 15-hour day to me. Yeah, probably. 15-hour day. At yeah, least. I, I often say that I don't have kids of my own yet, but I often think, like, I come home. I don't know how I could give any energy to them when I got home. So the teachers that are also moms or dads, oh my goodness, you have I mean, in the parents cause, thoughts and prayers. Because a lot of kids are at home, and, and I mean, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking of, because I don't know if all her children were actually going to school or if okay. some were just yep, straight yep. at home learning. So, you know, if, if one parent has to go to work, the other one is a teacher, and you got two kids at home, you know, they can't go to high school or middle school. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I laugh at it, but it's not funny. It's just it would be it's hard to wrap your head around the logistics of of that mess. And then another thing is, so what if, uh, for example, teacher A over here has uh, two high school kids or, you know, has other kids in school? Are her children now fall his or her children falling behind? Because they're not getting the attention they need when they're when they're doing distance learning or you know like Rosa right now they don't every Friday they have off yeah but they have to distance yeah. learn on Friday so yeah. um, what you I always wondered about the other teachers like Mrs. Hulst is she or her, are her kids getting the I guess the um, at home attention they need to make sure that well, it's taken it's taken a lot of parents to literally sit down with their kids and like right somebody yeah. has to be home with these children now right all of a sudden and and teach them te- help them like well, literally be the, the teacher the teacher's the gonna going. teacher's gonna do everything they can but i mean the kid like you said the kids have questions and hands-on helps a lot so i think a lot of parents are doing that do you think i mean oh man i was One gonna kind of along this line that I just want to say it, and this is completely my opinion. Yeah. But when your kid is, your student, your child is distance learning, that teacher should be doing the instructing, doing the checking up on the kid and all of that. Like a, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I had to start homeschooling. Yeah. Well, homeschooling is like a whole different thing. Okay. You know, when... I mean, we all know kids when we were growing up that were homeschooled. Like, their parents taught them, and that was the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But when you're Weirdos. at home with your <laughs> when you're at home with your kid and they're distance learning, you should just, like we call it, be a guide from the side. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to be doing that instruction. Your I bet. student should be able to see that teacher still instructing and still interacting. Yeah. It shouldn't be all on the parents. I hope. I mean that's that's the model that I try to do, but Yeah. And I shouldn't call all ho- call homeschool kids weirdos. One of my best buddies was homeschooled. He's awesome. But uh you know, so it, it's probably frustrating. I guess right away I assumed that like kids were getting sent assignments and and 
and parents were having to teach pretty much teach them but that's probably not true as long as they had access to the internet and they were on your zoom then it right. would then they would be there with you all day and it would probably be frustrating for the teacher to have like a parent <laughs> In the back, Trying, yeah. in the background of the camera, shadow being like, teaching. yeah, shadow teaching, like you said, like right. get, a, get a, okay, okay, you there in the top left corner, what's your name, ma'am? Jackson's <laughs> mom. Can you can you just go get the groceries or something? You know, <laughs> like he was doing. I think like when we went distance learning in the spring of last year, I think it was very much kind of like yeah, the parents had to do a lot more. I'm not taking that away from parents at all, but. It was a lot of, like, I would record myself and send it out. The kids would consume it and send me, you know, their product back. Yeah. Where now, when we've kind of been able to work on it over the summer and figure out, okay, no, that didn't, that wasn't our best way of going about that. Because I think the governor gave us four days in March to switch over to this. So, we, I mean, it wasn't the best. But now, like, I mean, the kids are distance learning. They're live with us. They're in the classroom. I have them up on my big screen. Um, so maybe it's the, like they're there. Maybe the issue was really just you know a handful of parents were were struggling to just help their kids get you know the Zoom call going you know right. type of it, thing it, like the technology, the internet it, yeah. to have a laptop or a tablet yep. for them. You know, I suppose those are all issues for parents. All of a sudden, well, like and, we everybody in our district, then over the summer we have ordered. And I think Rose is the same way now. I'm pretty sure they're all one-to-one. So for every student, there should be a device. There is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That gets sent home. Yep. So that's fantastic. Um, And then, too, like now that we're in the classroom, like all of my kids, they have their iPad that nobody else can touch and nobody, you know, so that we're not transmitting anything. That's pretty Um, neat. That's pretty good. I mean. I mean, yeah. it's That's one good thing to come out of this is that we – found the money and got the money to make that happen thank those farmers right levi yep um hey yep. <laughs> I, I yeah hey i gotta ask you when you made that first video you know uh when you had to actually like record it and then you know like, email it off well, or yeah whatever. was it kind of awkward so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. Nobody. Did you practice in the mirror first, like your your, your facial expressions? I and... did not. See, <laughs> me for like for me to sit down and have this conversation with you guys, I'm a little nervous. Well, but to put me in front of a bunch of six year olds, nah. I'll stand up. I'll put a funny hat on. I'll do all the things. It's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't wear a funny hat for us. I, I don't think I would. Okay. No. Well, we're pretty easy going too, but you know that's all right. Not quite. Not but quite no, the it, level of a six-year-old. Definitely was not authentic right off the bat because yeah, you're, I mean you're talking to a screen. You're not talking to a bunch of hopefully engaged six-year-olds. Yeah, you can't go slap them with a ruler. Okay, so you guys use Zoom, right, Aaron? Do they still do that? Oh, no, probably it, not. No, I don't Kevin, think so. Definitely not. Definitely okay. not. We are using <laughs> Zoom right now. Yep. So I was watching my um, my son the other day on a Friday because Rosa, like I said, is still doing Fridays, distance learn. Um, yep. He was so he had the Zoom pulled up. I don't mean to throw him under the bus here, but um, <laughs> he was. I looked over there, and he saw me looking, and then he clicked and went back to the Zoom screen where he could see his teacher. Um, there was like a messaging app up in. Is there a messaging thing in the Zoom where these kids can 
shoot messages. Yeah. See, they can. Oh, um, so he wasn't necessarily on some no. other no, on other site on buying a pickup or something. He was just I, buying um, a square body Chevy. <laughs> I have that. I have that turned off so my kids can't do that. And either that or they haven't figured it out yet. So you know, they're but pretty no, you young. Can, yeah, but you so can chat. Cash is seven. Yeah, Cash is seven too. So he's. I, I forget these kids are so savvy with the technology. He gets on. He they're can get so on there now. Smart. He gets on there all by himself. His mom just says, "Hey, Cash, remember nine o'clock. You got to get on, buddy." Yep. Yeah. And he yep. just does it all himself. Yes. <laughs> it's easier for these kids to pick it up probably than the parents to learn it and teach them. Yes. You know. I have so many parents like during distance learning that would message me or call me and say, "Okay." I can't get into the Zoom, and I just say, please give it to your kid because they know how, and they do. Just I said, and it is. It's just they just do, 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 and they're in. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Click this, click this, click this. Yep. Do you spend a lot of time in front of a screen now, Aaron? I do. Okay. I do. do you do you use the uh, as a teacher and as a you know just a person that's probably educated and and knows a lot of, about a little bit of everything? What do you glasses? Think, yeah, what do you think about the blue light glasses? Okay, so um, I don't need regular glasses yet, but I need reading glasses. And I had, I got two pairs, and I had the blue light put into one pair, and I wear that pair way more often. It makes all the difference in the world. Really? Do you, you notice it? Like headaches yes. or, or just... Yes. Headaches and just like the eye strain. Yeah, I need and to get And I have some... yeah, two I mean, colleagues... I that have done the same thing. They've just gotten um, blue light glasses that don't have any prescription in them. And yeah. they said it made all the difference in the world. I, I, I have a couple of friends that wear them and, and I've got friends that make fun of them also that they're like, <laughs> look, at, he's wearing his fake glasses. And he's like, you know, like you, maybe, I want a pair, you know, you'll understand <laughs> we technology is new and all this screen time is new and it keeps getting to be more and more. It seems like for, the majority no. of of humanity so i'm a believer in yeah. blue light they're gonna have to come out with blue light contacts okay oh boy. i'm not i, I you I, won't wear them no they might i used to wear <laughs> contacts i swear to god when i had surgery when i had laser surgery you got the lasik in 2004 i got it nice um and my eyes are more than perfect and i that is not a possibility i can do i can more than perfect okay so it, I can see through just a little bit of plywood. <laughs> I can see through just a little bit of chipboard. If it's like just the shower curtain, I can see right through it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Levi's zinger for the night. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, it's the yeah. only reason I have a job. I was down at the office, and they were laughing so hard in our office at me. That's why you have night. a job because you're honest, the comedian. Yeah, I had singers left and right yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is rare for Levi to get people laughing. Levi's good to laugh at dang near anything a person says, but that's good. You're the zinger guy at work. That's and legit. You know what? I kind of wasn't in that good of a mood when I came here, and. I'm in a good mood now. Yeah, because I'm the zinger guy here. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I'm the zinger guy here. Well, Aaron, what uh, what would be your hopes for, uh, you know, uh, we'll wrap up here a little bit, but, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the end of this school year and uh, your hopes for next year? Let's, let's end on that. 
Okay, well, 2021, right? We what do we got? Two months left to school or something? Um, where are we? Oh, where no, we're, we're we got, January, so yeah, I don't got kids in school. We have four months left. <laughs> <laughs> I think today was only, I think today was day 86. Okay. So we got, we got a ways to go. Um, my hopes, well, I hope 2021 is a lot better than 2020 so far. Personally, for me, 2021 hasn't been working out so great. Yeah. Um, except the election. We, oh, except for the election, but I wasn't going to get political with you guys. But yeah, no, now, we're, we're not. But we, we I, 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 I've chatted with you before, and I, I know you you're know, blue like me. You know, you know where I stand. I'm yep. so red, I'm purple. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's between purple is okay. Purple, I, yeah, we're I, not going to tell Levi purple's red and blue, I don't but. Know. I wish I wish more people were purple. <laughs> right. I'm so red. I'm get, purple. I feel like I've been smoking I we could weed. Get more purple. I should show Levi a color wheel. You might. You must have been smoking weed. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> He's so confused. Right no. He's got his blue light contacts in. <laughs> it's been a long day, dude. <laughs> okay. So as he, long as your contacts are blue, yeah. then maybe so, you'll come over to our side a little bit. But. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I, uh, we I want to hear more about her her optimism for the year. Okay. Okay. Oh gosh, you guys are putting me on the spot. Well, I hope that this school year can finish strong. I hope we can stay in person for the rest of the year. Um, I hope we can make some great growth. Hopefully, on a federal level, we can now that we have a better Secretary of Education. Didn't take much. Hopefully, we can get. Um, some better funding we can get schools pushed in the right direction and i think um on a state level i think governor walls he just um, rolled out his new due north plan he called it um as far as funding and his goals for schools in minnesota go he rolled that out i think on tuesday this week um i really like the looks of that so hopefully that can get going and the legislature will back that up and we can get to what he has in there. He wants to kind of aim for more community schools, more mental health, more social work coming into our schools, and then just to fund schools where, I mean, where we're lacking, I think. I like that. I think that, you know, I think I graduated in, I think I graduated in 2005. (laughs) 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 But I mean, even, even a few years before that, it was when I was old enough to understand that, schools were going through budget cuts and i mean oh for sure yeah i mean it's i think everybody can get behind it behind it now that we should we should fund school public schools better um and help them out a little bit more Uh, yeah it's not hard to get behind that i don't think it's hard to get it shouldn't be hard to get behind education for our children right and you guys you guys are you live in a county in a town that definitely your community backs your school so you're very very blessed to have that yeah but not 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 all are like that so you know the state and the federal governments are going to have to the federal government are going to have to step up a little bit because not everybody has rich farmers too right (laughs) absolutely and I, i mean there's so much more to be funded if you look even at like hennepin county oh. i mean that's they've got some really big districts in their county but they definitely need funding for mental health for kids like i said i teach first grade i have 
kids that see a social worker once a week or see a therapist twice a week because of trauma that they've experienced. Like society has changed to where we need to get more mental health professionals into our buildings. And I've got a question before you go, Aaron. Mm -hmm. So something I was thinking about, um, just, just tonight I was actually thinking about, I don't know why I thought about it. Um, I, and it's kind of off the wall a little bit, but when it, when they're funding this stuff, you're pretty well versed in like legislation. It sounds like for you know you watch pretty closely on bills and stuff and budgets that are passed federally and state level. Would it be you know one thing I think when you talk a mental health, when you talk mental health, I see a lot of kids nowadays that are sucked into this world of video games. Oh my goodness! Okay, yes. so here's I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. <laughs> Do you. Would it would you would it surprise you if you did see some type of legislation restricting or or <laughs> or maybe governing um, violent video games? I don't know what that. Yeah, I go think... ahead. <laughs> Sorry, go what ahead. Say, Kevin? I was just gonna say I don't know. What, I mean, I, I think that's understood that, throughout, not so, even throughout society, but I don't think that that falls on on the education department no it doesn't but it it deeply affects it though yeah yeah no you're i just had this conversation today at work with one of our second grade teachers who has a student of mine from last year and that student is falling asleep in class and she was asking me she's like why is he falling asleep and i said he's up all night long playing video games Hmm. that's why he's falling asleep and in Okay, so that's one example of it. And then you have my first graders who, when we're sharing in the morning, they're telling me about their night, and they're telling me they played Call of Duty, or they're telling me they played Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto, where you can, like, choke a hooker to get more money or something done. And and then the violence, like, you're playing Call of Duty? I I mean, for kids those age, that's kind of crazy. If you're in college or something... That's I different. mean, gaming's different, and and oh. game and, and yeah, gaming and education uh, obviously don't really go hand in what, hand uh, since Oregon Trail or something probably. But oh gosh, no. <laughs> we definitely have games that they play, but now they're. I mean, there used to be math. I remember playing math munchers on like a floppy disk in elementary munchers. school. Yes, I, I, I just know? wish we could see some really proactive. You know, probably that video game, my video game idea. You know, of maybe like a more restrictive access to, to those violent, um, I guess we'll call it alternate reality games. I'm going to yeah, say that yeah. there's probably a lot more issues for students over video games, like like get just getting oh, food, huge. just huge, getting food, huge, huge. and just coming to and, school. And, um, and There's so much research. When I was getting my master's, I did a paper about just the how video games and technology now just make kids need that instant gratification. Perfect. You know, like, like Reese, how old is Reese? She's 12. Okay, so Reese sends a text to her friend. She wants a response from that friend, I bet, in like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's it's weird. Her social skills are much different than mine. Right? Yes. So just, and how, I mean, even down to a six-year-old that's playing Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto, and the instant reaction that that game is giving them, and if you look at, like, kids' patience levels... And kids is just, I mean, they need constant, constant 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, gratification or gratification or just instant. Like I don't think that it's year, just children, though. I think that no, adults that. adults suffer oh, or right. are are in, wrapped up in it just I, as much. I worked like, on the pipeline with a guy a few years ago, and he's a great guy. I'm not talking smack, <laughs> but. He was a he was really into Fortnite, and he would sit. We rented a house together down by Rochester, and he would sit in his room and play Fortnite and these NFL football games. And I swear he had anger issues because of oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. It, most most tech text messages now are like when you were trying to get in touch with your old girlfriend or something. You're like, why aren't you texting me back? And you try to wait like five minutes, and you're like. Send another one. <laughs> well, yeah. Try, try to wait for a response, yeah. and you're like, "Where are you at? Why won't you answer me? I, I, like, what's going on?" But I always think somebody could just not be at their phone, and you're just going crazy. Because, but I the the extreme side of me just you know to end this video game uh, clutter that I brought up, the extreme side of me wants to say, "Hey, I would like to see a societal experiment to where yep. you took them away completely to see yep. what would happen, just to see." I... Because I think <laughs> like, she has you to say, and man. I, you and I playing the video games, you know, we're all in our 30s. Yep. We can handle, our brains have developed enough to where the constant images changing on that screen aren't doing as much to my brain as they are to a 6 to 14 year old. Well, I'll tell you this, like you know? I, I have a 6 month old son and, and yeah. you know, he doesn't have obviously a tablet or his phone Call or anything duty. or vi play video games but literally just you know if we're watching tv in the evenings or something my wife and myself will sit down before we go to bed and turn the tv on it's funny because we'll lay him on the couch you know next to us and to watch his little body try to squirm so he can flip to see They'll just yeah. he doesn't understand what it is, but it's lights flashing and exactly. and 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 it's just making his brain go ding ding ding. And I'm already at six months old. I'm like, all right, no, we can't we can't be yep. doing this. We can't yep. literally. We have to stop watching an hour of TV at night if it's gonna train him to watch an hour of TV at night. You know, yep. so uh, maybe I'm gonna go upstairs and read him a book tonight. <laughs> it's, it's interesting when you look at. But, the research on that is just it's mind-blowing that and i agree with you levi how do we get society to change i don't think you're ever going to be able to say okay kids of this age can't have this video game or whatever because people are going to completely freak out and say no um but i it would be interesting like you said a societal experiment to see you can't. I know. You can't. I'm just saying. Video games are too ingrained now. Like they, there are tournaments oh, that make like uh, thirty million dollars. Dude, I'm just saying this is all games, hypothetical. But... I'm not like thinking that there's going to be. I mean, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to get your kids outside outdoors a little more, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm know? just saying hypothetically show speaking. Show your kids a book, please. Yeah. Aaron, I used to read to Reese. Got your master's in reading. Reading education. Reading yes. education. So show, please it, put books in front of your kids. That's that's Aaron's message to everybody, yep. right? Read there them a are book. A lot of kindergartners that come to school and they don't know how to even properly hold a book, it's, or that how you turn the pages, or that you read left to right. Like they, it it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's funny because yeah, that's the age. I mean, those ages, the ages you the age you teach is. Yeah, their brains are 
ready to be molded. So they best exactly. they best yeah. get going in the right direction. I, my sister, she's got four daughters, and I, it blows my mind that they think like carrots are treats because yeah. Yeah. That, that's literally, I mean, it's just what they've grown up with. And, yeah. and that's how their parents taught them. You know, vegetables are delicious. And they think vegetables are delicious. You ask them, what's your favorite food? And they're like, celery. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're ridiculous. It's not even a food. I got some Jolly Ranchers in my pocket for you right here. Yeah, that's not even a food, for God's sakes. <laughs> you know? It's not even a food. It's got zero calories. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and so it's just funny, you know, because they haven't – you, you got you to get them started in the right direction. Is It has to be the moral of the story for everybody. And, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, – Hopefully we can get this pandemic under control this off summer off season, right? Hopefully the rest of the school year goes well. I hope so. We can get a three month break in the summer and and. And uh, hopefully this knows? summer won't be like last summer where we're working all summer trying to prepare, but. There's already talk of you know for those kids that are behind, are we going to need to do some summer school? Are we going to need to, you know, come up with some enrichment programs? What are we going to need to do? So absolutely, we'll all see those things. How much of an off season there is, but all those things will have to be get implemented in, you know, different amounts in every different school and, and, and yes, yep, and so, district and by all the teachers and yeah, teachers will have to pick up slack and and yeah, damn, we're hopefully people just start appreciating educators more i do um aaron thanks for uh thanks for taking your time to, to to talk here and also um thanks for what you're doing out there and you make sure to tell your uh your fellow teachers there too you know we appreciate it anyway you know just the regular dudes you know we regular people you know we appreciate what they're doing and also i gotta ask you do you ever listen to the podcast uh, yeah, I love the podcast. <laughs> way, to, way to just bait a shout out for ourselves, Levi. No, I, okay, so I, um, Mark and I started listening way back at the get-go. And Who's Mark? We've kinda, who is Mark? Mm-hmm. Mark is Mark is my boyfriend. Oh, all right, nice. You and Mark <laughs> yeah. have been listening? Yeah. Do you know Mark? Yeah, I do know Mark. All right, He's listeners out there, Aaron is my sister-in-law. Surprise! Surprise. So, yeah, she knows my son, and I know Aaron, but that's why we yeah. wanted to call her and get this inside scoop on from 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 somebody that is literally a master in education. And, uh, so, I, I, you didn't let me finish my plug for the podcast. Sorry, plug it. Okay. Mark and I have listened from the beginning, and now it's kind of become my thing. Like, I need to listen when I'm with him. So, I will admit I'm a few episodes behind because okay. we don't live in the same town. But, um... And I have been traveling a lot, so I've been able to catch up a little bit. I've been back and forth between Rosa quite a bit the last little stretch. Um, but I need I, do, I am behind, so I'll right. catch up. But well, I, I bet you're going to skip a couple episodes and, and listen to this one before. I'm a little terrified to listen to It'll this It'll be one, fine. Aaron, you did great. We appreciate it very much. Um, you guys are awesome. I appreciate what you're doing. I think it's good. I love your idea of the... You got the hippie on the left, and you got the marine on the right. I think it's, I think it's a good little gig you got going. Hey Amen. And we're still smiling at each other. Can you believe it? That's ah, crazy. And you man. know what? 
it's crazy what can happen when you got the left and the right. When you it's, when you get together and you just be people together. And you just be purple together. Amen. Yeah, we're keeping it real. <laughs> we're gonna keep it purple. All right, Aaron. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Maybe we'll come back and check with you. You know, uh, check get an update early you know, next year in the school year, something let, like that. Let's check with me next year when maybe we're having a normal year. Amen. I love it. Fingers crossed. All right, Aaron, you have a great night. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was fun. I think that was pretty fun. Aaron seemed... Aaron Aaron is well-educated, well-spoken. Hey, it's fun to get somebody on that... um, When we're trying to cover a subject... And you and I can only scratch the surface. Yeah, we can just we can just like we can shoot see from the hip like, and talk like about. We, we, we see through okay. it like I look through plywood. Yeah, like Levi's blue blue light contacts look through plywood. Oh no, just you got LASIK. Bit. That's what I mean. You Whatever. got LASIK. So he's like Cyclops over here, or something. But I, no, I, I mean we aren't versed in education. I I, I I'm not. Uh, I'm not even totally educated, so no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I don't. I can't really talk about the school system when I didn't even pay attention when I was going through it. Uh, we should definitely reach out like that to you know <laughs> to some ex some experts or some folks in the field. And and <laughs> Aaron is much better to talk about the field I'm of education. But I mean, I, I I get a lot of things she's saying. I I remember. I mean, I I don't think that I would have ever went and talked to a social worker at school, but I don't even know if we had one in Roseau High School or anybody. You like, know what's crazy is I can tell that she knows how to treat each individual child, right? So she talks, she doesn't talk about kids like they're a kind of, you know, back in the day, it was more of a, we have a cookie cutter requirements now coming from our state and federal government, right? But the for, way, for teachers? Yeah, but the way she talks is... She literally knows every one of her students and what their needs are. You better. If you are a teacher and you don't know one of your students' names, you best stop no, drinking. Needs, needs, needs. Oh, needs. Yes. Oh, not names. I was like, jeez, oh Louise. Shit show. Um, so, what I guess what I'm saying is, it, it gives me comfort knowing that, and, and also I know that the Rosso teachers, shout out, um, are very good that way too. You yeah. know, you know they care. that they do care. You have to care. They're, you can't. Yeah, but like she said, you know, teachers are are getting burned out of caring. You know, they've tried. They they want. I suppose they want to care. Well, here's the thing. Here, here if we have but, any teachers that listen to us, I just want to give one piece of advice that I've kind of used along the, the my path of life, whether it's been good or bad, tough going or tough sledding, they call it. Is you just always just do the best you can. A lot of times, it may take years to see some type of reward or progress, but you know, sometimes. I, you know, some teachers are probably like, why am I even doing this? The state's yeah, down I, my throat for PPE. You know what? I'd like to think the teachers kind of understand that they are, they're kind of in it probably for, I mean, I don't know. I'd hope that they're in it for the education purposes, but also love when somebody that's been out of school for 10 years comes back and says, hey, you really made a difference in my life. You know, you know what's cool is like when I was... And that I think that's why they got to do it. When I was younger, like in, in my 20s, I didn't really care for kids too much, right? Yep. Like I was just like, yeah, whatever, it's a kid. You know, like mm-hmm. like when I met my wife, she was like, I got to go see my nieces and nephews. And I was like... I don't care. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then, I'm going to stay home. It's weird because I like hit my mid-30s and all of a sudden like I, 
I actually engage with children now, right? So like I my boss's kids. Well, you have children, I and stay, so yeah, you've seen it. I stayed at my boss's last night, and his kids, I try to engage with them. And, of course, I didn't get this. I don't get to see them a lot, uh, Luke's kids. But um, last night they were they were crawling all over me and having fun, and I, I engaged with them and, and bonded with them two nights ago. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like an uncle almost, you know, to him. Yeah. Um, and you I get to be an uncle, even if you're not blood, if you just love the people, yeah, you're you more know, of an uncle than blood sometimes. And I really, I really in, I embraced, uh, the fact that they trusted me to, to come play with me and, yeah. and, 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 you know, engage with me. It's cool. So, and and it, I, I used to not get any joy out of that at all, but now I do. So <laughs> I can see being a teacher to where you can actually engage with these children and then, uh, you know, try to make a positive um, influence on their life. I think you know? I, I would, I would, I'd imagine that teachers can find all sorts of small little rewards like this kid did this and I didn't think they would do that. Yeah. You know, I they learn so this and, and, and sometimes, yeah, struggles too. But, I mean, there's got to be kids that fall behind, like you said, and they're all struggling this year because more more kids have fallen behind this year than on average. But On, uh, on, a, on a positive note, you know, I will say that, you know, my my little buddy Cash, my son, you know, he his he, he's really progressed well this year. I his vocabulary and and everything has been, and I'm not. I think it's just at the at the age or however however the biologic stuff happens in the brain and how they develop. You know what? Yeah, it's it's almost like I you know. It's it's just like it's just like a igniter. It just ignites. I was gonna say also, you know, being there at home, if they're not getting distracted by a parent or something, they're paying attention all of a sudden. He does pay attention because to the teacher. There's nobody sitting next to him, poking him. Nobody pulling a note out of a desk or or farting or you know yeah, what I mean. Just, like, and then he just kicks back in his little chair. So each kid he, is more he's engaged. Just chewing on a granola bar or something, you know, just hanging out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's not hungry. He's comfortable. You know, I remember being a kid, being that age, and I was always hungry in school because yeah. I kind of grew up in a little bit of a different situation. Diet. Well, on a diet plan, mayonnaise sandwiches. You know, shit. Get back from school, my brother make me a treat. He called it a mayonnaise sandwich. It was a fucking mayonnaise sandwich, <laughs> Levi. He did call it a treat. <laughs> Here's a treat. Are we having treats tonight, Lance? <laughs> we're having a, yeah, buddy. We're having both having mayo sandwiches. <laughs> we got bread and I don't know the mustard's old fuck. Uh, yeah, no, we're lucky. We're just having mayo. And snow cones <laughs> from outside. Snow cones. <laughs> literally. And snow cones from outside. Fucking flavorless. <laughs> so I mean I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine imagine you getting as a child getting if if, if you know, your scenario growing up, if you got sent home from school for half a year, you'd have been snowshoeing to the fucking neighbors trying to get internet i mean there wasn't internet but yeah i mean there's kids that are in you know rough scenarios like you you grew up rough yeah i mean it was a different kind of rough it was it was a i'll say it was a good kind of rough okay i I wasn't yeah you weren't getting shot at or not totally smacked around no i wasn't like it wasn't like that it was just a little different it was we'll say it was more, different more than I was raised. Was I was raised with a with a fireplace burning all every night if we wanted more, a fire and 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 help your mom with the dishes after dinner. I had more of a seventies and eighties type of mentality growing up. <laughs> yeah. 
seventies and eighties. You're gonna find your own way, boy. <laughs> then I'll be proud of you. Yeah, figure so, it out on your own like I did. So no. what? What else do we got cooking here? Are we gonna Are we gonna cut this short here tonight, or what are yeah, we gonna do? I think we're gonna call it a night. You know, we we had a great chat with Aaron. We talked about education, something that neither of us are. Um, educated, educated, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got a I got a six month old kid. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Aaron makes me Aaron makes me happy that you know one day he will go to school and hopefully find find a teacher like her. You know. Oh, dude, there's so many good teachers. Like I I remember when Reese first went. You know, you, you, you that was like a concern. You know, it's like well, I was a teacher any good. You know, like mm-hmm. but you start to learn about the teachers as the each grade your child or the student goes through. Or I you know teachers yeah. call them students. I call them my child um it really gets to be less and less of a concern because you find out right away it's kind of a weird relationship between the not weird it's an intriguing relationship between the the parent this child and the teacher yeah because you kind of build this relationship throughout the year Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool you know it's not like we talk to the teacher all and not all teachers are are that engaging like your cookie cutter teachers, you know, so they must, some maybe relate to your kid just better by chatting with them, you know, so maybe if, yeah, like you think this teacher isn't good in this grade, but you know, they're, they probably have positive attributes that you aren't recognizing. Just like some teachers say your kids are struggling in this area and you're like, well, you know what, they're doing okay. And they're excelling in this area. So yeah, you got to have faith in the system a little bit if you're going to put your kids in it. But I think it's a good system. Yeah, I, mean? I, I, uh, I, I have faith. I definitely have faith in the system. In the educational 80 to system. percent of the time. Yeah. I do some of the stuff, the, some of the actual material that they're... Really, I think that's always going to be debated, the history books. and um, not, not only just... Not, I'd say... I, I don't know. I... Sometimes I feel like it's just a competition to see who can teach the most the fastest. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know. I mean, that's just... Because uh, I look at I Reese's math problems that. now, and it's like, I can't even figure them out. Honest yeah, I know, but I can't figure out elementary She's school elementary. questions probably. Okay, yeah, She's exactly. Grade. Like, math. <laughs> can you do, like, long division by on paper? I can do long division... No, I can't. No, I can't either. I can't. I can't like multiply. Is there such thing as long multiplication? (laughs) Exactly. I can multiply. Exactly. Math is my worst topic, too. But I can't do long division, and now she's into crazy decimals and we got calculators now for that. You know, right? She she showed me a fraction the other day, and it was like 32 fifths, and I was like, what? So it's like 32. <laughs> like I can read pipeline blueprints. Yes, dude. No problem. Like when would I ever but use I this fraction figure pro- out program? This sixth grade math. 32 fifths. Convert it to a decimal. <laughs> yeah. So no. then you got to, like, I'm just like, I go on my phone and I'm like. No convert. idea. I'm like, Google converts 32 fifths to a decimal. Like, tells me <laughs> <laughs> Shit, as long as you know how to type on an iPhone, you can figure it. We can get to the moon. <laughs> We can get to the fucking moon, We can moon, get to man. the moon if we got the right app these days. 
Oh my god! I'm such a fucking loser, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll call ourselves educated in our own fields. You iPhone know? educators. iPhone educators. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's, it was, it's been a good one, hasn't it? We're going to end that with a slam on our own education. But, you know, this was a fun one. Me and Levi are laughing. We hope that Aaron Aaron uh, enlightened anybody and everybody who listens a little bit about what's going on in the lives of students and teachers and and uh, school dr- districts in Minnesota. And, yeah, and it was fun to spotlight her. Fun to spotlight Aaron Drown. So thanks for being on, Aaron. We appreciate it greatly and uh hope to check in with you next year and hope it's all going sweet and i don't know i think we'll wrap it up with that for tonight hey levi yeah everybody just keep her cool keep her cool be peaceful to one another we'll be back with you next week